seemed to run straight at him, and all of a sudden, he was on his back. Oh, my goodness gracious me. What has he done, Dave? Hello, welcome to Professor and Barney podcast featuring Tommy and Nick, episode 39. Sadly, it is the final episode of this first series. We've done 39 in a row, goodness me. It's been a busy year. Introducing straight away you, Mr. Andrew Barnett. Barney. Oh, it's good to be here. Good to be here. 39. Yeah. We've done well there. We have. It's the traditional number, though, when you get to 39 on a podcast. That's the end of the first season. It is. Have a break. So we'll be back when the cricket season starts. Yes. Um, When when our cricket show's back, which is sort of mid-December, so keep an eye out for it. Then, And the numbers have grown beautifully. Yes. It's become quite the thing. Um, Tommy, how are you? Welcome. Well, yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm really well. I'm I'm fighting fit and played a bit of golf yesterday. So, yeah, and I'm feeling good. Fantastic. How's the handicap? Uh, it's dropping, which is which is always a nice thing to say. So uh, yeah, no, 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 it's good. I'm swinging the hickory like, oh, like, like old who? Does. Like an uh, old Seve Ballesteros. Oh, 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 the hips. As soon as I'm in the bunker, I'm like channeling Seve. Really? Hard, yeah. Oh, really? the now, Sandman. Now the other <laughs> the other member of this group, uh, Nick Rado. Mm. He Barney, sorry, he isn't here. Is that right? Have you spoken to him? I've spoken to him. He he said he could. He sent me a message. He said he couldn't do it, but he sent us. He said, "Don't worry, he's arranged something." He sent us a little video that'll explain it all. I think you've got the video slats. We can roll this in. Hello, team. It's uh, Nick Rado here, uh, your favourite resident Kiwi of the podcast. Um, sorry, I can't make it on the show this evening slash this afternoon slash today. Whenever you're listening to this particular uh, podcast. I'm just in New Zealand, um, well, just living it up really. We just uh, all at level one hanging out, just currently at the Classic Comedy Club in uh, New Zealand, about to do a show on that very stage, raising money for MS, so we're just doing some charity work at the moment. Uh, Here's Jeremy Corbett here, famous New Zealander. Um, and yeah, so sorry, can't be on the podcast tomorrow, but, uh, the, well, what is the, uh, oh, that's right. The, the topic for tomorrow is the greatest seasons ever. I'm going to pick the Night Watchman season two. The show's about to start, so I'm going to go. Oh, Nick. <laughs> oh, wow. Level one in New Zealand. That first uh, frame, I thought he was in some sort of, uh, like, Berlin uh, fornication dungeon. Yes, a sex no. dungeon. Mm. I thought Turns the out. same thing. He's in an Auckland one. <laughs> yes. So, and it was a like, He's at Mermaids. He's at Mermaids. He's at Mermaids. He's about to who, who is about the organised, Barney? Who have we um, well, he's organised someone who's dialing in now. I think if we can pop him in the screen. Oh, oh. God. Nathan Brooks. <laughs> he's back. Uh, Hello, in Brooks. In the uh, fornication dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Brooksy, correct me if I'm wrong. We said goodbye to you last week. Farewell, never again. Just like Jesus, (laughs) back from the dead. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's pretty close. (laughs) Nick Nick called a favour. So, yeah, I thought, you know, I might as well uh, help him out this week. He's doing it for charity. That is wonderful. Um, Who wants to explain what this podcast is? Anybody? 
Uh, Buddy, you haven't done it in a while. I'll give it a crack. Uh, Basically, what we do is we find an event that's happened in the sporting week and uh, we use that as inspiration to dive deep into the annals and uh, and see if it's happened before, when it happened, what happened. And uh, when you've got Brooksy on, it's all about fun facts as well. Oh, it is. Um, And he's become quite the fan favourite, Brooksy, hasn't he? For a while there, Tommy was. But Tommy has been dropped... Like, like an oyster. I have not. I have not old. been usurped. You have. You have. Mate. I haven't. Welcome to welcome to where we live every week. Mm. Where do you live? Oh, every week. Average town where no one gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, My neighbourhood, I am a, like a bloody celebrity. Okay, now <laughs> who has come up with this week's topic? Uh, this week's topic. Was that you? Uh, I don't think it was, but I can expand it, on it if you'd like. It was actually it was me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was you. Sorry, Brooks, a bit rusty in here. So, well um, obviously, this has been our first season of the podcast. It has. received very well. Mm. Um, also, the vodcast is doing very well up on KO and on uh, Facebook as well. So, in light of that, off the back of, yep. sorry, in the light of. In the light of, off the wrong. back of, essentially. Off the back <laughs> of, essentially. We're going to be doing the most dominant seasons. Mm. Where either players or teams have come in and just had the, the season to remember. Just an yeah. amazing season. The like dream run. The dream run, absolutely. So um, if you want to get involved, get on our socials, at Professor Jay Roch on both Twitter and Instagram. And now Facebook is the Professor and Barney. Yes. So get in there and um, just, just keep t- watching those names change. Change. <laughs> hey, that's it's two like, weeks in a row it's been the same. It's like a bloody secret service, like bank details like <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you got 20 minutes to get the money across. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to change it every thirty days with your password. I I get cold feet on every every name we decide. I'm C like, oh, equals like one exclamation mark. Um, now, as we as we normally do, Tommy, five star review. Yes, They've yeah, been yeah, coming yeah. in. Thick have you fast. got one? Found one for us this week. We I, do encourage our listeners to. I do. Our review. Um, Tell us what you think of the show. Um, but people tend to just put the boot in. So they do. Yeah, no, and and obviously I'm not a great listener. I'm sort of on uh, – not a great – sorry, I'm a great listener. Uh, I'm not a great reader. Not a great orator. I'm, 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 like, I'm like Melania Trump uh, when she goes and reads for school kids and they're just sitting there going, what You've the hell is she over. talking about? Um, so yeah, I'm gonna Sedated. I'm gonna have a little I'm gonna have a little go at this one. Right. Short, which is always a goodie. Good art. Um it's so hilarious. thirtieth. Uh, uh yep, sports, 30. mads, uh, five stars. Uh who would have thought all of those years ago a producer for Fletch and Hindy would have not uh, would not have his only his oh own segment God. on the Matty John show, his own show during the summer and winter, now the podcast. Only downer is missed the TV show and hopefully the Night Watchman comes back in the summer. That is big raps. Oh, I'm happy with that. It only took 39 eps for somebody to give me a bloody pat on the back. And uh, you chose Sports Mads as your name on... Uh... I, did. <laughs> I did. I did a Z. Um, I obviously learnt from the great Brooksy who's got a thousand personas online. Yep. Um, you haven't got Sports Mads, obviously, Brooksy? No. No. Uh, sports Mads 82, actually. Is that you? So you're clear. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Sports Mads 81. Um, now, that's a wonderful review, I think, for all lovely. of us. Not just, yeah. for, not just for me. Um, people are enjoying this podcast. Just yesterday I was in JB Hi-Fi. I'll do another review. Really? What were you purchasing? Sims. I was purchasing a fan, also Ooh. a clock radio. I've got the phone out of the bedroom. I watched The Social Dilemma. I recommend everybody watch it on Netflix. I'm I'm reducing all my screen time. It's out of the bedroom, but I need a clock. So I I went and got myself a clock. You said alarm. Yes. Yes. Obviously, not overly funny, but um, factual. Uh, I walked in and a guy straight away, 
Hey, Professor, love the show. Um, love the podcast. Hey. So he listens to the podcast, he watches the podcast, and he said, he said, have you ever thought of doing it on your own? And I said, oh, I've, I've given some thought to it. So mm. maybe next year. I can't handle this. <laughs> he thinks everybody likes him. It's a fucking, this one bloke, it's a JB Hi-Fi chats. Well, may, maybe look at the receipt because he charged you 750 bucks for a clock radio. There's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Lenovo. Now, um, can I just ask if anyone is out there and they do encounter the professor, compliments tend uh, – well, he's not as funny when he's feeling good about himself. No. When he's got the shit Mate, is when the – It is rare that okay. somebody doesn't call out. Professor, you f- quit. It's yeah. pretty rare. Um, so for this bloke, <laughs> right now, I've just. But it is rare, mate. You asked the someone not to swear. I know, and then I've just. Well, I've revealed what people call out as well. Yeah. So I'll be getting more of that. Um, <laughs> all right. So yes, get on. Leave us a review. That was mm. a really good one. That made me feel really. Good. Thank you, sports mads. Don't yes. worry. <laughs> um, eighty-one. Eighty-one. Sports mads. Eighty-one. Now, uh, dominant season stories. This is going to be great. Yes, I, I can sense it. It's it's an uplifting sort of topic. Mm. Um, and Barney. Yeah, I'm ready to lead off. Now, can I just see how many pieces of paper you've got? Hey, I'm a bit nervous. I've today. only got the six. Six. Um, you know what? Okay. You know what? This is going to be good. This is Tommy. Tommy actually said this is the least prepared he's been, and I reckon he's got a wad of 20. Okay. Oh, God. So this is going to be a good one. He's got a bulldog clip. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mate, Uh, you know you're in for a long story. Uh, (laughs) And, mate, I tell you, the NBA has just tipped off. So can you just race? Have you ever put one of these on your nipples? Game game changer. I should make a Netflix doco out of that. With the the weather getting warmer, uh, daylight savings upon us, uh, summer is just around the corner. And uh, when I think summer, I think cricket. So I've gone down the cricket route with this. I've got two honourable mentions and, uh, and a main one. First honourable mention um, is actually taking place right now. The Australian women's one-day side are attempting uh, to beat the Kiwis today. And if they do, they will equal uh, Ricky Ponting's side's world record of 21 straight ODI victory. Right. So that game we lost to them the other day was a T20. Yes. 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 Right. So, this... so were we on a run in the T20s? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. To be honest. Mm, I think they're doing very well <laughs> because they won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I just could not remember the Kiwi team ever beating our Australian women's team. No, it's in been, anything. It's been a while. Not even in a toss at the start of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Um, so that's good. So how many in a row? Twenty-one. So they if they win today, they've got twenty-one straight victories. Oh, wow. And uh, and then yeah, pretty good. Hoping to take the record with twenty-two. Are they our most successful team? Uh, currently. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. By a mile. Yeah, yeah. You'd say they're, so. They're, it's a low bar. There isn't a bar. Actually. Panthers going all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, no you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Fifteen straight. They've got the Bulldogs. I mean, Sydney FC. <laughs> yeah, they're quite. They're good. all up there. Yeah. I think. I think James is more thinking of internationally. Yeah. Almost internationally. Yeah. Oh. Um, my other honourable mention, and this was a great run. Uh, obviously, seasons in cricket's hard, but I've just gone for teams that went on incredible run, undefeated runs. Um, my second honourable mention goes to the West Indies team, or oh, test side of 1980 to 1995. Uh, during that time, they were undefeated in 29 consecutive test series. Holy. That's who did they play? So were they, they playing uh, Bermuda? 
No. Uh, Ireland. Trinidad and Tobago separately. They played They played everyone. They, uh, Antarctica, Montego, Antarctica. Oh, they put Mate. it through Northern Ireland. They beat us. They beat Pakistan. They beat, uh, they beat India. They beat South Africa. They beat England. They beat just about everyone that there was to beat. They had a pretty handy side. I'm going to just rattle off a few names and see if you recognise anyone. On you go. Uh, so the batsman, they had uh, a bloke named Clive Lloyd, uh, a Sir Viv Richards, um, obviously just Viv at the time, uh, Sir Richie Richardson, Desmond Haynes, Gordon Greenwich, Brian Lara came in towards the end of that period. Um, mm. Richie yeah. Richardson's a Sir. Richie Richardson's And Shane Warne isn't. Yep. I mean, they're having I mean, a laugh. I know. They? Well, I'm not. Uh, our, our, um, I believe our... Uh, uh, what do we call it? Our online petition. We did still do. up. Is it still yeah. up? So uh, I tell yeah. you, if if Richie Richardson is a sir, Ricky Ponting should be a sir. Well, this is this is some Damian old... Martin should be a sir. See, because their oh, bowlers, God. their bowlers were dominant, but none of these blokes are sir. There's Joel Garner, Michael Holding, Malcolm Marshall, Courtney Walsh, Kirtley Ambrose. Any of Kirtley Ambrose is a sir. Is it? Oh, sir yes, Kirtley Ambrose. So, but yeah, I mean, you got to uh, you got to say Malcolm Marshall, Courtney Walsh. If, uh, yeah, they should all be sirs. They should all be sirs. Yeah. They were an unbelievable side. So, yes, uh, they are my honourable mention. Um, Has they, anybody done better than 29 in a row? 29. So that's undefeated in Test Series. Oh, they, so it's not Test draws. matches, it's Test so Series. Test Series. That, but but when play, we had our amazing side yes. in the well, Brust, the 90s, funny early what I'm, I'm getting to. Oh, stop You're preempting. You're preempting. Oh, no. You're foreshadowing. God. Well done. Um, but in, so in that, in the West Indies, though, they played 117 Test matches. 59 wins, 15 losses, 53 draws. So, so they'd l- oh, so they'd they still lose, lose test matches, test but match. they'd win the series. What I just yeah. said. Oh my god! Open your bloody mic you. up, mate. Oh, open mate. your mic up. Yeah. Oh Christ! <laughs> open we, your by mind, the way, we missed mind. your artisan craft. We did, yeah. but we'll come back to it. We will before you start we your will. story. Now, Ricky Ponting. Yeah. Right? Speaking of uh, that Sir great, uh, yes, uh, man, Sir Punter. Um, so we had two two distinct. Um, two distinct periods where the Australian team were pretty good and it was only divided by the tragedy that was the 2005 Ashes series. Um, we lost that series. Uh, in England. In England. <laughs> uh, 2-1, um, and which was a shock to everyone because we had the, the first test, we were dominant, we won it pretty easy and uh, basically that was a national tragedy that I, I – Mm. Personally, I think of as you know the darkest days of Australian cricket. Mm. Nothing bad's happened since. No, <laughs> no, nothing I can. No, 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 no. no. Um, but no. the thing is, because I think of that as oh, that was a real turning point when we lost our dominance. But that actually, um, when you look at the record books, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, pun intended. Ricky Ponting's team uh, went on an unbeaten streak of twenty-two test matches. Test they, matches, so the actual test matches. For 22 test matches after that. It's pretty good. Cool. They won 20 of those, drew two of them. But they couldn't win in England, could they? Uh, no, they drew that one in England. <laughs> so the first one of that was they drew the last test of, uh, of, the, um, of that Ashes. Um, they won, though, they won the uh, return Ashes. Uh, Here, and then, what, and then we went there and lost again, didn't we? Yes. So was that the end of the run? No, the end of the run. The end of the run, they were defeated in the third test in uh, Perth by the Indian side in 2008. Um, I've got it. I'm going to say, what do you reckon? Raul Dravid, Sachin, VPS. Right. So that actually was led by Anil Kumble. 
at Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Dravid, Dravid did animals. make some runs. Dravid <laughs> made 93 in the first innings. Tenduka, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, made, made 71. Uh, Mitch Johnson bowled well for 86 in the yeah, that's innings. That's not bad. There you go. Um, He's always good in Perth, Mitch. Yeah. yeah. Australia bowled out uh, reasonably cheaply for 212 in, the, in their first innings. Simons made 66. Uh, Gilchrist, 55. Um, Ishant Sharma, two for thirty-four. Good, uh, good bowling figures. Then wow. the uh, the Indians went out, made two ninety-four, and then we in our chase uh, made three hundred and forty, falling seventy-two runs short. Um, Mitch Johnson, though, batting down the order, fifty not out. That's uh, not bad. Bloody Mitch! You know, I um, went to that. I went to the Sydney Test when they were here, the Indians in two thousand and eight. Oh, really? And I watched for an entire day. I basically watched Tendulkar and Driver bat. Yeah, they, and they were, both got double centuries. I think they were pretty. It, uh, I, 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 I think it was miserable. Stage. Yes, I also went to a day of the ashes in Adelaide. Where, <laughs> um, please tell me this one's better than the first. No, one. it's the exact same thing. Oh, where, okay. what's his name? What was the captain? Cook and bloody oh, Summer oh, Fell. They both got two. A full day of watching English bloke <laughs> bat. Yeah. Mate, I, I mean, I, uh, do that on my gap here. It's pretty good fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tommy. dragging himself a up. A full day. Yeah. Full day. Wow. wow. You lose track of time when you board the windows up. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, the first test match I ever attended, we attended uh, a test match in the must have been mid-90s when the West Indies were out. As we get into our seats, uh, Desmond Haynes gets bowled. And uh, that was the last wicket we saw. Uh, uh, a bloke named Brian Lara and another bloke named Richie Richardson batted all day. That was when Brian Lara made 200 in the, the Sydney test. Mate, this is literally just anyway, turned into two old yes, blogs talking two, about like... You know what? Anyway, anyway, sorry, mate. I went to a one-day one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to just run you through a little, a few little uh, few little stats about this team. So they, Are you sure? Because you've done a bunch already. Mm, no, no, no. Mm. They won. So they win, they win 20 of 22. Of course. They draw only two of those uh, tests. In that streak, they also equaled uh, Steve Waugh's side's record of 16 consecutive Test match victories. Um, they uh, they had a handy side. Let me tell you, the, the Ricky Ponting was probably the pick of our batsmen. In this period, average he made 2,297 runs at an average of 69.6. Reasonably good. Not bad. Um, Matty Hayden also did well. He made 2,238 runs at an average of 58.89. Um MK Hussey. Now, Hussey, uh, he missed two of the test matches. So he still managed to reel off 2,120. Mr. Cricket, naughty boy. At an average of 84.8. Holy dolly. And you got to remember, what was he coming in at? Number five? Five six. Five or six. 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 Doing that. And he also had his whole face covered in zinc. Of course he did. Like, he loves it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Clark was like our sixth best batsman at this period. He still averaged 49.58. Um, that was when, when Michael Clark still looked like Draco Malfoy. Yeah, he yes. did. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yes. he would look like sickly pasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably because Bingle had just driven his Aston Martin into a fire. Yeah. Home. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, definitely. pup, hey? Well, um, <laughs> but the guy in this period who this had the best very average. Good. We're just uh, reading numbers off a page. Was your favourite your favorite player. <laughs> Brett Lee. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> One, Simon Catch. Dizzy it. Gillespie. Oh, he is oh, my favourite player. Two test matches. Love Dizzy. Made 200 and, uh, 231 runs for an average of 231. That's right, he never got it. What a gun. Mm. Uh, the bowlers uh, at the time, your your favourite bowler, uh, Brett Lee, was the, the, the bowlers. Lee. <laughs> 
Shane Lee. Is this going anywhere, <laughs> or is this you? No, just are you just, reading? He just that like highlighting. He looked, his I'm page at, looks like a bloody Christmas tree. What about Brett what about, was a bit of bowlers? <laughs> Shane Warne did well. <laughs> Stuart Clark, Glenn McGrath, SCG McGill all uh, performed well in this time. And uh, can I just say, one of the greatest uh, times to watch cricket as an Australian. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful, that beautiful. That was like us. Uh, Spending 30 minutes on ESPN Crick Info just searching <laughs> players. Uh, it's a lot longer than good. 30 Can minutes. Can you uh, give me some there. Dean Jones stats? That had, like Dino, shade, Dino. that had shades of like love actually when he's buying his mistress a present and Rowan Atkinson's just <laughs> throwing sage in there and shit and you're just like, oh, please hurry up. Mate, I didn't even talk about when they uh, – March 2016, 2006 when they won by seven wickets against South Africa in Cape Town. That's a hard-fought victory. Yes, that's a good winner. But you know – you. If you'd sort of, if there was a weird, crazy, quirky stat in there, we, mm. go, we go, no way. And you go, you go. Was, how's, how's about one of our bowlers averaging 231 oh, yeah, in the quirky. period? That's that pretty good. Yeah, that. That's pretty quirky. That's cool. Oh, you got me. <laughs> uh, Tommy. Well, guys, uh, as I... Uh, artisan craft. Oh, my artisan yeah. craft. Yeah. Uh, well, tomorrow I'm going with a new sort of career uh, trajectory. I Ooh. am uh, I'm, I'm heading into the art world. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? As I'm an doing, artist? I'm doing... No, God, art, no. art world. Uh, I've, I've been to the uh, <laughs> It's great. Is, yeah. Yeah. We're really giving Eckersley's a run for their money. Last year. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, no. I, I, they offered me a job at Spotlight and I said... Fabric's not my thing. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a curator for an art gallery for one day tomorrow. Um, oh, is it only one day? One day. One <laughs> is that because the curator's not there? Yeah, he's sick. He's sick. Not so COVID. Not is this COVID the, is, and is this, the, um, this is the art gallery that your old man owns? Oh, well, his company does, yeah. And, so and if we get to that art gallery tomorrow, will there be a few sales on? Huh? Can, yeah. We, yeah. can we get a bit of a steal? I'm going to fire sale. I'm just going to be like, buy one, get one free sort of thing. <laughs> You know what I mean? All right. Um, so, yeah, I have no What's idea. What's the name what of it? Uh, Liverpool Street Art Liverpool Gallery. Liverpool Street Art Gallery. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, if you come in cheap. and you ask anything, I'm probably just going to tell you it's a Pablo Picasso. <laughs> and I'm probably really? going to jack the price up by, like, sort of 60%, 70%. So. Oh, okay. So Where is it, Tommy? Uh, on Liverpool Street. <laughs> 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 it's on Crown. <laughs> Crown. I really want to mess with them. It's very arty. Um, that's, that's very But, yeah, so come in tomorrow. I'll be wearing moccasins. It'll what? be, it'll be good. Oh, are you gonna wear? Are you gonna wear a beret? Hundred. Yeah, and yeah. a scarf. And, and I'm just gonna. Hot. I'm also just gonna go home tonight. And just cut my arms off a smock and just douse it with like little splatters. Oh, of paint. fantastic! Like you know, like like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Are you gonna try try and sell some of your own work? Sneak some of your own stuff in? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I'll take my like niece and nephew's stuff in, like the finger paintings and that sort of stuff, and really try and get people hoodwinked. Here's what? a question: People come in. Will your pickling stand be there as well? You know what? I might do under, under the table pickling. Yeah, that's uh, not bad. Uh, you know what I mean. So I come in, I get myself a Pablo Picasso. And you get your pickle, yeah, pickle under the table. <laughs> and you know what? I know it's summer, but I'll give you a freshly knitted beanie. Mate, yeah. are you knitting beanies as well? Oh, mate, oh, wow. I'm the king of crochet. Don't get me wrong. Jeez, so. Um, that is Liverpool Street. <laughs> you watch the queue down the street. Well, come, down, come in tomorrow. I'll, you, I'll give you a shortbread, a uh, cup of tea. <laughs> You know how it is. Tommy's, uh, Tommy's dominant season as an art curator yeah. tomorrow. There we go. Actually, uh, today, as you hear this. Oh, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. You'll hear, as this, you yeah. hear this. Get Just there, get there. be square, and buy an artwork. Um, okay. My dominant season. Uh, this uh, this gentleman, actually, uh, he had a, a dominant season himself uh, on the golf course. Uh, but in, in between the sheets, he liked to be dominated. Uh, <laughs> is that true? Yes, he did. 
Uh, I'm, of course, talking about Tiger Woods, uh, Eldrick, as uh, as the people close to him. So he liked to be tied up, or what was it? I mean, I think he liked one of those little uh, gag balls, but... Instead of using the red ball like normal, they put his they put the ball that he the tournament with in. Yeah, he's just got a Pro V one between the teeth. In the uh, <laughs> in the interest of you not losing your art gallery, can you say allegedly, please? What do you mean? This is fact. No, it's not allegedly. Allegedly, mate. Allegedly. Well, look at him. You hey, what put, if you could put a couple of Pro V ones in there? Look at that. Yeah. That's a big smile. That's, yeah, yeah. Good set of um, But yes, yeah, so I'm talking about Tiger Woods, and obviously the dominant season on the course uh, was mm. 2000. Uh, it has been widely considered. I was doing a bit of reading. It's been considered probably the greatest golfing season ever, and I don't think it will be matched. Uh, obviously, there was less dominant golfers then, like the amount of golfers that were capable of doing what Tiger did was far less. So, And there's obviously the the amount of people on tour now has gone up. So I think, I think you'll see people go close, but I, I don't think you'll ever see people match Tiger's 2000 uh, the year 2000 performance. He competed in he competed in 20 events. He made all 20 cuts. Uh, he had he had nine major wins. <laughs> so so whole, whole page and he circled the one, one the one year. One well, no, actually, I was going to do a comparison. <laughs> so you know what, uh, Barney. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. No Keep one going. makes fun of his oh, dog just, shit that he wheels you, out every week. Well, you, we do. You actually we do make fun of him, well, Tommy. I've stopped making fun of him you because people him, don't listen to it anyway. You call him the fryer of fast. Yeah, he is the fryer of fast. You came up with that. That's his with him. Yeah. Hey, so you, you can't say we don't put the boot in the Barney. He's the Fabian of no one gives a... <laughs> 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 uh, don't need to beat that one out. I didn't say it. Um, but 2000, so he had he had uh, nine PGA Tour wins. Three of them were the ma- three of them were majors. Mm. He had four seconds, one third, 17 top tens. He, I, so pretty much every start he had, he almost made the top ten every single time. Can I ask insane. what his earnings were that year, Tommy? Nine million one hundred eighty-eight thousand three hundred twenty-one dollars and sixty-five cents. Which was his best year? Pardon? Is that no, best his year? best year was 2005, Sense. where he made uh, 10 million 628. Is that when the FedEx Cup came in? Yes. Or no, well, no, it mustn't have won the. Well, the FedEx has actually gone from 8 million that year to, to 15 now. Ooh. So, yeah, he might hey, have won it that year. Which major did he miss out on? He did not win the Masters that year. You're really? joking. So, and and where did he finish? Where did he finish in the Masters? Yeah. He finished in the top 10. I don't oh, know goodness the exact me. placing. Who won up. the Masters that year, 2000? Uh, 2000. Jim Furyk? No. Angel Cabrera? May have been the Argentinian wonder. It could have been Louis. Whoa. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I have to check up on that one. I didn't do that. uh, Okay. uh, But, yeah, he had nine rounds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did. I did. Every win had its own page. (laughs) (laughs) Are we about to go through nine pages? No, 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 no. no. I'm only going to focus on the majors. I was just, God, God, you guys. (laughs) This break is coming in time. Um, <laughs> so he won nine nine PGA Tour uh, major win, wins in a season's pretty unheard of, yeah. and especially when it's pretty much comes from half the starts that you make. He he had obviously an absolute belter at their PGA Championship, uh, which was at Valhalla Course, as you you said. It's oh, wow. it's where the uh, 
isn't where the Vikings go to die? I believe so. The no, they don't go there to die. It's their heaven. It's their heaven. Yeah. Their heaven. Yeah, I believe. Wasn't his wife at the time? Uh, isn't she? She was wrong? a Nord. Yeah, yeah she Nord. was a wow yeah, Swede, right? A Swede. Yeah, not a Nord. She's from the Nord of Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, northern part of Sweden. And she was a mad ski Did jumper. Did Nord get that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nord VPN. You're playing the Nick Volt role very well. Yeah. We'll see. We'll just sit right back, work. toss up at the end. Um, so very yeah, good. He, uh, He's the king of the, being the chameleon on the podcast. He's just like, what, what role That's right. I'm Nick today. Point? I'm Nick today. All right. Yep. Um, so obviously, as we pointed out, he in that in 2000, he, he led the golfers, the PGA Tour money winnings. Um, he also was hitting it the furthest, only to be beaten by one person on tour that year. And Tiger's never really been known for being, like, the big big striker of the ball. Like, he obviously he has good club head speed, but he's never been known for hitting furthest on tour. But this year, he just changed all. All his, all his stats were up. Who who was beating him in the long driving? John Daly. Ah, oh, long go. gone. Uh, so, long, long John Daly was, was averaging. Say Ian Baker Finch. IBF. Right year. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the year where um, uh, John Daly uh, went from having twenty packs of ciggies a day to having twenty liters of Pepsi. So Was this really, the year oh, when he showed up at the golf and he had scratches on his face because his missus had gone to him one night when he'd been on the Scotch? Is Have you ever seen John that? Daly? John Daly, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm talking about Tiger Woods. You got to be specific. Oh, sorry, well they both. Well, they both had scratches. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, they've both been chased by a nine-iron at some point. Yeah, I'll, uh, in post, I'll put that photo up. Um, so if you're on KO, it's showing now. Look at that. Wow, oh, my God. Me. John Daly's oh. face. Yeah. He looks like an eaten mess. <laughs> um, and then, so he was averaging 301.4 yards. Really? Which is, that's huge. What's like, the Shombo uh, knocking out these days? He, he's he's, over, he's well over 300 yeah. at the moment. He's like 315, 316 uh, average. Like, but that guy's <laughs> ruining the game of golf, don't Oh! oh. Bryson DeChambeau. Everybody's, everybody's fake Frenchman. Statements today, haven't you? Huh? Well, I just think he's, I mean, they had to, in this, around this area, they had, golf courses, they had to tiger-proof them. So what they were doing, they were making them longer. This is actually a legit Sorry, thing. do you mean the animal? <laughs> Carol Baskin opened up her front gate and was just like, right, play my British. Um, Whoa. No, uh, they were too busy eating his, uh, her ex-husband. Um, oh, my Allegedly. Not allegedly. They were full of him. Um, allegedly. Uh, but, guys... Mate, uh, too far gone now. So they had to they had to tiger-proof golf courses around this time because he was playing just lights out. Yeah, they had to lengthen them. They took the tees back. They just didn't know how to how to yeah. fix a golf course yeah. in order for him not to thicken continue. the rough. <laughs> they thickened many a rough. Did Let they? me tell you. Heard Turns that out all they needed to do was uh, <laughs> just put a Chili's nearby with an attractive. <laughs> I heard all that they made needed to play better. <laughs> they needed one landing strip. That was it. They had to remove the chilies. Yeah. Because if he <laughs> if he could meet a cocktail waitress oh, after day three, oh. day four he'd come out. Boom. Sorry. In his, yeah, come out in his Sunday red, yeah. and he'd Bull just scar. go to town. Yeah. Um, Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, but, yeah, 2000 was the start of the Tiger Proofing where they had to pretty much just make golf courses almost impossible for him to win. It didn't help. He he was going absolutely bananas. In regards to his, like, his, his stats as a – like, his driving distance in 2000 – was was averaging 298 yards, which was up from the – that's the tour average of that year was 272.7. Wow. 
which was then that which the average in 2017. So it had gone down, but he'd kept going up. So he's driving accuracy. His driving accuracy, I mean, he hit 71.25% of fairways. Goodness, mate. Now, um, is this when he threw his back out? Because uh, he was I, trying to drive it too far? No, well, uh, driving, yeah, it was something. Uh, driving something. Was it Shagger's back? It could have been Shagger's back. Ah, uh, classic. Um, Shagger's back. Yeah. We've all had that, Brooks, yeah, we? Yeah. Um, a slip. It's a podcast, mate. Don't nod. <laughs> <laughs> Brooksy slipped a Definitely few discs in his day. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but 2000 was capped off with three out of four majors won by Tiger Woods. Obviously, he won the PGA Championship in August, and everybody was just – I was saying they were tiger-proofing golf courses. Valhalla in Louisville, Kentucky, he shot 18 under. He went a 66, a 67, a 7, and a 67. And he won by nine shots, which is just insanity. Yeah. And like no one, they, when he was winning, he was winning big. I remember. And it was just out of this I world. And, and and I mean, come on, call it. Error is fifth. Yeah. What? Eh? <laughs> eh? Aye. Aye. Oh, I get that. Aye, Monty. Eh, Monty's like, he's the best player in the world, eh? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> by, a long, by a long, long way, uh, we have to raise our standards uh, in order to join him at the top of the game. So really? he went and smashed the PGA Championship. Um, he he got beaten. Uh, he beat a gentleman by Bob May. He sunk an 18-foot birdie putt uh, to win it on a playoff hole. But when you're shooting 18 under and someone's keeping up with you, they must be playing pretty good golf. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, July 30, uh, 20 to 23, we go to the old course in St. Andrews, uh, the Open Championship, or also known as the British Open. Uh, he, he, he goes absolutely bananas there as well. Shoots 19 under. Um, he, uh, he had a 67, a 66, a 67, and a 69. I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he, he, he took down a, a Big Easy that day. Uh, and where was she going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's at Ooters. <laughs> she worked at Ooters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, took down, took down uh, Ernie Els. Big easy. But he was good back then. He it? was good. He was he was in a purple patch at that time. Well, but uh, VJ Singh was good around then as well. If yes. VJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. Yes. You're sick for golf. Love Is it, it your favourite sport? Uh, it's up there. Up there. Would you prefer to win the Masters or the Open? Championship, the oh, oh, I'm a big Lynx guy. I don't mind a Lynxy course, so I reckon I I've might. Go- yeah, Lynx. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going winning one at like the old course, the old St course. Andrews or Carnoustie, yeah, or one of those sort of ones. I think, or going around Birkdale and shooting under there would be pretty good. Yeah. What's, what's the best course you've played, Tommy? Cape Kidnappers in New Zealand, uh, near Napier, which is the best golf course. I've hey, mate, you, is, are you finished? Almost done. Though? Almost done. Well, I've got the I've got, almost done. I've Just got, one major to go. I've got the piece de resistance of okay, majors. Your here. level of sweat, oh, <laughs> mate. So. Pebble Pebble Beach, everybody knows Pebble Beach is one of the hardest courses in the world, and it was total domination. Uh, they've they, they've come out and said that they haven't seen a round of golf quite What about like Brett that. Ogle? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He won Pebble Beach. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, not this year. Okay. Because uh, this was Tiger's <laughs> year. <laughs> uh, and it was utterly breathtaking, apparently. Uh, he went wide away. He started first round. He was leading the first round, second round. Still leading third, fourth, went coast to coast, took the money, 
and he shot. Tw- he was. Tw- he won by fifteen shots. Holy! So he was holy. on twelve under at the end of at the end of the tournament. The next person was at three over. So it was an absolute game changer. Tiger Woods, Eldrick, the king of the sticks. Uh, he has just made an absolute belter of the year in, in two thousand. Now. You gotta start bringing a towel in here. Oh, man, mate! A lot of there is a lot of electronics in here. I am so hot. It's a joke. Yeah, you look it. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll race through. This. Oh yeah, let's have add some more water. stuff that can come out of me. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put more water. More in. water. Just have so some more water. water. All right. My go now. It's already coming out. Before we came down today, you said you found the person with the most dominant season. I had. I think Eldrick. I Aunt Woods have found somebody with a more dominant season. I'm going Steffi Graf. And the 1988 Golden Slam. Okay? <laughs> Golden Slam. Let Tiger, me get into it. I think it. Tiger was invited. Yeah, no, I don't, he probably was. 1988? No. 88 he would have been. Now, I, I um, obviously, Brooksy's thing's the fun facts, and obviously, Barney's thing's the miserable facts. Oh. I'm going to do the pertinent points. Oh, pertinent points? Slightly different. Mm. So, Steffi, amazing <clears throat> tennis career, won 22 Grand Slams. She's third on the list of all time. Obviously, Margaret Court. Um, She's 24, Serena Williams, 23. Uh, she was world number one for 377 mm. weeks in a row and earned over $21 million, um, 14th overall of all time. She is like most intelligent women and she thinks ball blokes are hot. So <laughs> she married Andre Agassi. Um, well, he wasn't bald was always. The, when when she the, fell for him because she loves a ball bloke. Because we have his wig period then or? No, no. It was when he was bald and it was... <laughs> I think, it was, the den- I think it was the denim short. No, oh, maybe. He does look good in denim. Bald blokes have more testosterone. Good calves. Oh, yeah, he did have good calves. What about when you make yourself bald? Like you. Like rather you're than preempting what's yeah. happening here. But. I'm not, though. Ah. Uh, like, um, like they have two kids. So Andre and Steffi have two kids together, Jaden and Jazz. Hey. And I just want to put this to you guys. Are there any more kids in the world that have more pressure on them than those, than those? two kids? Can uh, you think of any? Yeah, the Kardashians. Well, no, well, no why? They, what why? pressure do they have just to sit around and carry well, on? Well, they have to make sure their dad, Kanye, isn't a complete... Oh, you mean the Kardashian West? Yeah, the West. The question. The West Side Story. Yeah, um, really. No. Jay-Z and Beyonce's kids. Oh, there, yeah. But what's the pressure sure. on them? Huh? Oh, they have to be the two what? most influential people in the world? But no. Yeah. I'm I think talking because of sport. Like if Mitchell Stark and Alyssa, Alyssa Healy have a kid. I was going to say, when they, when they have a child. Yeah. When they have a child. Beckham and Posh Spice. But what? Posh didn't play sport. You're really – what are they – what's the what? pressure on them? To I mean, be she, was a a vo- she was a vocal athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she was. Israel Folau and Maria Folau? Yeah. They're expecting a child. Okay. Oh, let's, Zach let's Lomax and Jess Surges. Thank you, Brooksy. You get it. Oh, There's yeah, an right. NRL one for everyone there. Yeah, yeah. good. There's Panthers yeah, and then yeah, that. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> oh my. Um, God. Their son Jaden, oh. Andre, and um, Steffi's son Jaden is in the top ranked baseballers for the class of 2020. Really? Nevada, he's going to get drafted. Yeah, he's good. Out of is he college at the moment? Or? Col- he's 66 in the country. Yeah, he's yep. college at the moment. But that UNLV. Means... Yeah, uh, where is that? University of Nevada. Las I don't Vegas. know. Maybe. Should have checked that they out. Got a good um, baseball team. And Jazz is 17. What's his position? <coughs> he's a pitcher. Pitcher. Yeah, mm. he's a very good pitcher apparently. But neither parents pushed him into tennis because Andre has this thing that he actually hated his life because of tennis. Well, because have you ever read his book? Yeah. Where he was told, told yeah, that his dad used to chain him to the back fence to work on his yeah. baseline. So he doesn't. Like hectic. Yeah. The machine. Yeah. yeah. The daughter doesn't really play any sport. 
she hates she's 17 she hates her parents loves jazz though. and thinks harry styles is hot so <laughs> uh, Steffi, you got to think amen, of the sport. sister with jazz you got to look at the sports she's not playing that's right <laughs> that's good should have written that one mate that was bloody good um so Steffi, yeah. interestingly enough was number 2 was she formerly stephanie and then they she's german i think Steffi. Uh, stefania oh, yeah i think it's a big uh, stefania i don't know about that mm. interestingly she was number 2 on the professor's tennis players that i had a bit of a thing for when i was a horny <laughs> <laughs> when i was a horny teenager oh. so what i'm going to do at the end oh. of this the old oh. professor oh, yeah brooksy <laughs> remembers my when I was a horny teenager, we were hanging out. Um, <laughs> that didn't sound good. It sounds Two amazing. Two years ago. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of years back. Um, so at the end of this, I'm going to reveal my top five list of tennis players I had a bit of a thing for. Mm. When I was, so have a think. Maybe you can All add right. some to the list. Mm. That's my tease to get to the end of this. So um, what is a golden slam? Can anybody mm. tell me? Uh, Before we get into that, yeah. I'm going to ask you. I don't know. Uh, listen. But it sounds like I need to buy a top ball. Listen. <laughs> Yes, Brooksy, before we get to it, I thought we could... Brooksy knows. in the middle of one. <laughs> is that what... Is that what... Because I can see t- uh, masking tape marks on your walls. Is that where you put up the plastic? Whereabouts? No like, masking tape here. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd go through some other famous golden things to get to the golden slam. There's mm, the golden, right. golden sheaf. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tommy, where you do your best work. Yep. The golden snitch. The golden... S- from Harry Potter. From Harry golden Potter, Snitch, yeah. the Golden Retriever. Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Oh, that was a good Golden one. Gate Bridge. Yep. Golden uh, Gay Time. Golden oh. Goose. One of the great confectionery ice creams. Golden Shower, as we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Golden Slam. So the Golden Slam is when you win all What about four. a Golden Duck? Golden Duck. Golden Jacket. Golden Jack. These is wonderful. It's the Gold Sliver. Gold Golden Sliver. Commodore. Golden Sliver. Golden Commodore. Goldie Horn. Go- uh. Goldie Horn. <laughs> there is a Golden... The Golden... I think there's a Golden Slam in racing as well. Sluts, our director, just said Golden Century. Wonderful player. Oh, oh, the Pippies. Yes. Oh. XO, um, So the Golden Slam is when you win all four Grand Slams and the Olympic gold medal in the same year. It's only happened once. That's pretty good. It happened Ooh. in 1988 and it was Steffi Agassi that did it. Um, so I'm going to take you back. The year is 1988. Uh, it's obviously Australian European settlements hit 200 bicentenary. That's right. Our country's pumped, and, and I think it may have Expo oh, 88. That's right, which was great in Queensland. My parents yeah. never took me. No, me either. That really divided you. At it school, did the class because a lot went. Smart asses that went, and rich kids, and then did what? Working class kids. Oh, you would have couldn't afford to go. You would have gone to Expo 88 in Paris. You mm. What is Expo 88? It's Expo. what us regular people went to. So there's ex, it, uh, it hey, travels world around expos. the world, world expos, and we had it in '88. And what do you do there? You go there. There's like a car you look at. I mean, it was expo. Of course, you have. Really? No, I haven't. Um, so it's good outside the powerhouse museum. Steffi Graf <laughs> had an amazing 1987 <laughs> in which she rose to world number one for the first time. She won her first major, the French Open. She had a record of 75 and two. Wow. 75 matches, only good. lost two. Unbelievable. The Australian Open in 1988 and the French Open, she didn't drop a set. So that's her going from hard court to clay, which is impossible. Two different – like one's got too much bounce, the other one it doesn't bounce. Right. Guys at the net, you've got to slide on one. The other so One takes you, a lot more, takes a lot more you, spin Tommy, than the wrong? other. That's right. What's wrong? One's a backcourt play, one's you serve and volley. 
but, but people have been able to do it for generations. Like, it, it's not like it's an impossible feat. No, Without but let me set. get into it. Well, she didn't drop a set. She basically she won 14 matches in a row. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Oh, okay. Let me keep going. Uh, in the French Open final, she won in 32 minutes against Natasha Zvereva. Oh, six love, six love. It's the far. It's basically half the length of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Zver- that was Zvereva's first bloody tennis event. Yeah. What? No. Never what? She made it a Grand Slam. Never heard of it again. Basically, half the length. It's, it took it. Yeah. Uh, shortest Grand Slam final win to this day. Nobody's done wow. it quicker. That is, you'd be spewing though if you'd bought tickets. Oh yeah, you would. You'd be shit. <laughs> like, what do you want to and do? And then yeah. the bloody mixed doubles come out. Oh god, kill me. Uh. At Wimbledon, she only <laughs> lost one set to Martina Navratilova, who at the time was dominant. Right? You got to think yeah. she dominated for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first set of the final. She lost seven five, and then she came back to win six two six one. Smashed her at the US Open. She, it was the other set she lost. She six three three six six one to Gabriella Sabatini. Like Steffi was just smashing them. Of the fifty six sets Steffi played in Grand Slams, she only lost more than three games in seven sets, including the two that she lost. Okay, that is a confusing stat. stat. <laughs> yeah, I just copied and pasted it. Now that I've read it, uh, she won fourteen bagel sets, which is six love. So she won more six love oh. sets. Why do you have to bring bagels into it? What do you want? Donuts. I'm ravenous. Love. So she she won more six love sets Oaks than oh stop it. Then she lost oh. by any score Still? in night. Take me to New York. Uh, they, wow. Like these are unheard of. Um, the way that she won all four Grand Slams and then in 1988 she went to the Olympics and she beat Gabriella Sabatini. She Again. beat oh. straight set smashed up. Gold medal. Absolutely smashed a gold medal. First person to do it. Nobody else has done it since. That's impressive. In, in a grand a golden slam. So she won 46 <laughs> consecutive matches. That's pretty good. That's very good. Mm. Unbelievable. Very good. Then in 90, so in 1989, she did it again. She only lost three matches. So across yeah. three seasons, she lost seven matches of tennis. I reckon That's I incredible. could beat her wow. and Agassi in a doubles versus singles. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, do you have tram lines or not? <laughs> yeah, do you tram lines on your side? Yeah, I get the tram lines on my side. <laughs> I'm very nimble, God, and I've got the slide down. Do you? So what yeah. surface are you on? Huh? What surface are you playing? Yeah, what's your... Oh, rebound ace. Oh, yeah? Yeah, obviously. Of course. Super hard. Not bowling alley? No. <laughs> so the only shuffle person... What have you got? We're playing on a okay. shuffleboard. What do you got at your place? Huh? What what sort of surface? Don't have a tennis court, mate. That's a lie. No, no, no. <laughs> no. We call it a multi-court because there's a basketball as a court. No, no. Oh. Well, we turned it into a graveyard. Um, <laughs> what? For all the help. <laughs> now, the only person, <laughs> the only person that they say came... That was that a joke, by the way. ...has competed with her <laughs> was Martina Navratilova. We've got a shot of her here. <laughs> Very good. Oh, Craig Bell. Very good. Uh, God, that's getting cut out. That's anyway, um, 1983, she went 86 and 1. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her one loss came in the fourth round of the French Open to a lady called Kathy Horvath. Really? Have you ever heard of Kathy Horvath? No. She's, no. We've got a photo. That's Kathy there. Wow. Double-handed yeah. backhand. She's wearing the Deodora yeah. tennis shoes. Yeah, so good. she was rated 33 in the world at the time. She won 6-4-0-6. Sorry, love 6-6-3. Six, six, and it's regarded as the greatest upset in tennis history. Really? Not necessarily yeah. at the time, but what it ended up meaning for that season. Mm. So all Martina had to do was beat this one also ran from America and she just she, – she didn't. She sucked it up. Um, that, was the, that was the furthest Cathy ever made. That was the best she ever did in wow. a Grand Slam. Quarters at the French Open. Who did she get beaten by the next week? Uh, who? Cathy? Yeah. She got beaten by Chris Everett. 
Stop really? it. Yeah, Pam Schreiber. Stop it. Was Greg in the box? Yeah, of course he was, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. You'd have to, oh. <laughs> He's have to review the tape. He was with Eldrick. Um, so, yeah, 19... Anyway, I wanted to just branch off from that. Um, 1988, the Olympics. I want. Yep. I wanted to... Do you remember how Australia did in 1988? Mm. 1988, Seoul Olympics. Olympics. 12 gold, 7 silvers. We got 3 golds, 6 silvers and 5 bronze. Not a great no. outing. No. Duncan Armstrong. There you go. I was going to say, who can name... No. So, Duncan Armstrong, that was the Matt Biondi ride the wake. Yes. How many... Uh, yeah. Can you yeah. name the other Weepix two? Weepix that he did. Did he do that? Flintoff King. Yeah. Yes, Brooksy. Oh, Debbie Flintoff King in the hurdles. Oh, one more. And one more, Brooksy. Come on. Go on, Brooksy. I'm going to say the men's hockey team. Oh, you were so yes. close. It was the ladies. Ladies hockey team. Ah, Go, Brooks, we are good at hockey. You're good. You're we are good a good on hockey SEN nation. radio show. Um, <laughs> yes, so basically. You almost had the golden trifecta. You did. You almost did. Um, okay, so it's time now. I promised I'd finish with it. The, yeah. prof- the teenage prof's top five list of tennis players he had a bit of a thing for. <laughs> so if we roll this in. Play- can we- we've got a bit of music. Coming at number five, Anna Ivanovic. That was when I was a bit older. 19. Yeah, I was going to say, I love how you think you're a teenager. When no, you're just late. Nineteen. Yeah, and then <laughs> next, late teens. next we have Anna Kornikova. Yeah. A bit of a thing for her. But you know what used to let me down? She never won. No, Didn't there was that no. one uh, semi-final against Martina Hingis in Wimbledon. Gab- yeah, I think so. Gabriella right. Sabatini yeah, chess. coming in. Right. For, there we go. Sabatini. Yeah, look at that. Hair. Look at that hair. She was magic. Remember the Sabatini between the leg shot she oh, perfected? Is she related to Rory Sabatini, <laughs> uh, yes. the golfer? Yep, it's his sister. Yep. Uh, coming in at number two is Steffi Graf. <laughs> now, look at this. Legs for oh. days. That's a, that's you can understand, a horny teenager... Mm. You can understand. Now, coming, Brooksy, can you pick my number one? Pat Rafter. <laughs> Correct, here he is. No, Martina Hingis. Goodness me. Hingis. Look, I knew it was Hingis. Hingis, I had her on my school diary. Really? Who's this? Yeah, people yeah. that have photos of Claudia Schiffer or I, I always had... Uh, yeah, I have you on board. Did you? Mm. She's, nah. a, she's, about, <laughs> she's about the same age as you too. <clears throat> she is, yeah. yeah. That was one of my things. Yeah. Like, I used to dream that I'd run into her at the Australian Open. <laughs> she'd say, she'd say, what, what were you we to Well, I always thought she'd invite me to one of the satellite courts. You know, we were a bit away and we're this just. This is crazy. You and I could have, <laughs> I would have had Anna Kornikova. We could have double dated. Mate. Yeah. Could have been amazing. crazy. You guys could have restringed together. Oh, oh. mate. Out of court 14. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm getting Seriously. the backhand wrong. She comes around to yeah. demonstrate. A little servoli. It's all in the hips. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? Don't be scared to use two hands. That's right. And then yeah. James Singers. All right. James Singers. Well, mate. yeah. You know what? When they're bringing in I the would cash. Say. <laughs> um, all right, that was me. There you mm. go. Brooksy. Well Very nice. Bring us home, mate. Thank you, Bull Boys. All right. I'm taking you guys back to the 60s. Um, Barney, you, you're mean, probably one the... of us that were there. Got him. But this guy, this guy was really dominant uh, back in the day. He had a really dominant season, many a dominant season. But uh, I'm going with Wilt Chamberlain, uh, Uh, NBA basketballer. Uh. Wilt the still big dipper, dippy dip the load, big musty the record book. Swish King. He was amazing. He was six foot as a ten year old, and and at the start of high school, six eleven. Jeez. Thanks for coming. Talking about he was a track and field. Yeah, he was. So 
track and field athlete in high school, shot put and long jump. He reportedly ran the 100-yard dash 10.9 seconds. That's like Shervo numbers. 100 yards, what's oh. that, 97 metres or something? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 100 yards, yeah. Yeah, 110. 110. 110, yeah. What? So, yeah, he, he was like... <laughs> it was fast. <laughs> it was bloody fast. Yeah, he's fast. It was pretty fast. Bloody fast. Yeah. Uh, Usain Bolt mm. at a um, Super Bowl festivities in 2019 ran it in 4.22. What? <laughs> what are you talking he about? He took twice as long as... The 100 yard, oh, sorry. No, the 40-yard dash. Sorry. Oh. I skipped a bit. That's all right. Wait. So now do we have to time... Jesus. It? I was going to say, then he's taking the piss running the 100 metres in the Olympics. No. Yeah. So wait, so do we need the last three metres? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'll do the math for you. So we divide it by four and then times it by 10? Mm. And then what do we get? No, then, so he did, he did 40 in 4.6. And Usain Bolt did it in 4.22. That's, there's, there's the comparison thank you. There. there we go. Gotcha. And then yeah, you yeah, hit yeah. square what's, root of it and you divide it. In the it. combine, what's a good 40? Like, it depends what position you are, but wide receiver 4. would be. 4.22. Yeah, it would be a 4.22. John Ross got the record So John in Ross 2017. technically is quicker than Usain Bolt over the 40 yards. Correct. Over 40, the same. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, Usain would mean trying at a bloody... Well, he doesn't try when in a, yeah. 100 metres. No, in an NFL like game. He, was, he would have been wearing moccasins or something. Clogs, I think it was. Yeah. usually Clogs. does it in the back end of the 100 anyway. That's right, yeah. That's, that's where, where he Yeah, 60 to 70 metres, that's guns. where he puts mm. the foot down, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right, that was good, Brooksy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so back to back to Wilt High School, 71 points as a sophomore, and then he had three games of 74, 78, 90. Holy he was so God. good at high school, he played professionally under the pseudonym George Marcus. He played what? under a fake name what, for a local team. Yep. He's got George Marcus. He'd turn up insane. for games. George How Marcus. Good Did he put That's... a wig on or anything? <laughs> and a fake what was that? Moustache. Did he put a fake moustache and a was wig on? Men's league? He, had the, he had the glasses and the moustache. Oh, that little Mark. kit you set from <laughs> Toy World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George Marcus. Anyway, yeah, he um, he couldn't. He wanted to leave um, college early, but he wasn't allowed to. So he went and played with the Harlem Globetrotters, as you saw earlier with the pictures, nineteen fifty eight wow. to fifty nine. Uh, he made fifty grand while he was at the Globetrotters, which was uh, pretty much more than everyone else in the NBA. Oh wow! Wow! What? Yeah. What was his winning record at the Globetrotters? <laughs> uh, he was undefeated. It was pretty good. Yeah. That was the dominant season. <laughs> undefeated. That was the one year the generals got him. <laughs> yeah. He got drafted into the NBA in 1959. They used to have a territorial draft. So because he was from Philly, he went to the Philadelphia Warriors. Um, he was he was seven foot one when he entered the um, NBA. So 216 centimetres tall and 275 pounds, which is about 124 kilos or 19 stone for you, Barney. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Tommy, that's pretty shredded. Yeah, I mean, I'm 21 stone. Uh, What are you, kilos? What? What? Don't go there. (laughs) What what, what are you height-wise is the... This five, is the real five, comparison. Five, five, ten, five, ten and a half. Five, ten. It depends. If I'm wearing Birkenstocks, uh, five, five, yeah, five, ten and a half. Bloody hell. So he, he had a foot and a bit well, on you. Yeah, he, he's a big guy. Big guy. He had a strong <laughs> handshake, though. Which, which... <laughs> <laughs> oh, away you go, Brooksy. Mm. 
So he came into the uh, NBA as a rookie, averaging 38 points and 27 rebounds a game. First mm-hmm. player to score 3,000 points and grab 2,000 boards in a season. He pretty much averaged the same uh, stats, 38 and 27, in his second season. And then the third season in the NBA was his big one, where he was dominant. Uh, he, a new, they got a new coach at Philly, uh, Frank McGuire, who was the Tar Heels coach when he was at college at Kansas. And he knew how to bring the best out of uh, Wilt, even though that wasn't the best the first two seasons. He averaged 50.4 points and 25.7 rebounds. That's insane. Here's a crazy stat. And he averaged 48.5 minutes per game. Is it, does that sound a bit weird? Why was that longer than how the, long the games go for? Because he played pretty much every minute of every game, including overtime. Oh, so, then so there was one out. game where oh he only played 40 God. minutes. Oh, wow. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. That's a, one, like, That's fun, a great that fun, fun fact. fact. Fun fact. Yeah. I had yeah. fun listening to that. <laughs> and in, <laughs> And he had the um, most points in a game, which is still a record in the NBA now, 100 points. I think we've got some photos of that game. Um, He had 36 out of 63 field goals, 28 out of 32. This is the iconic picture in the sheds. Unbelievable performance. Yeah, there there he is with the crowd, loving it. God, that's good good mix in the crowd there. but yeah, he uh, unbelievable. Like, there's no one that's ever pretty much come here. We got Kobe had 81, and Devin Booker got 70, but no one's really got into that 91. Near he kind of gets forgotten realm. in the whole goat conversations, mm. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, different, different era. But I guess you know, yep. you know, when they ask Jordan about whether or not he's the goat, he always says, "Well, you can't compare eras." Yeah. Whereas LeBron yeah. says, "I'm the greatest." Yeah, LeBron's. <sighs> so, so, yeah, like through his success, they changed rules. Oh, so they tiger-proofed really? the court. Do they, do they wilt-proof the court? They, they wilt-proof the court, widen the key. Did they really? They brought, yeah, they brought in offensive goaltending because there was a lot of those plays in those games were lobs above the rim. And they just went, just Pop it in like the, yeah, an alley-oop. And, and the free-throw technique uh, was something that was – Interesting that Wilt did. He used to jump before the line and uh, try and get as close to the rim as possible. Oh, wow. And, and wow. put the ball in and the free throw. Yeah. So they brought that back that you had to say stationary at the free throw line. So, That's really cool. Yeah, That's awesome. There was a awesome. few rules change. Yeah. So, like, looking at his career too, that was his big season. But he averaged 30-23 for a career, four-time MVP. 10-time All-NBA, won the scoring title seven years in a row, won the rebounding title 11 years in a row. There was even a season where he led assists. He went out and purposely led assists because he was like, hey, I may as well do it. Like, it's just that he was just so dominant and won two championships during his career with the Sixers and the Lakers. Bloody hell. And there were some funny stories um, from his career. He broke someone's foot because he dumped the ball so hard. It was Johnny Red Kerr. The ball went through the hoop and, and landed on Johnny's foot. foot and broke his toe oh, so around he didn't the toe land on the guy's foot. No, the ball he did. No, it was the yeah. ball force of the oh, ball. Yeah. Just, that's the kind of thing that could happen to old glass ankles over here. Old glass. Yeah, I've yeah. broken a couple of toes on. That's when we were playing a couple with of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of layers. Uh, a couple of backboard taps. <laughs> the old hardwood <laughs> specialist. Yeah. He also dislocated a shoulder of Gus Johnson. Um, 
the Gus dunked on him early in a game, and uh, D- Gus went up to go for it again, and uh, Wilt just didn't have it. He blocked the shot and threw the ball back at Gus in the same motion, which knocked Gus to the ground and okay. dislocated oh, his shoulder. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> oh, I think I think it's a good thing we're having a break <laughs> after today's outing. Sorry, oh, Pitsy, keep going. I'm so, fire. Yeah. But yeah, he, he he had a bit of a colourful career too off the court. Um, voted straight into the Hall of Fame, obviously with those numbers. Twenty thousand people he claimed. Yeah, that he slept with. He slept with. I think we've got a photo somewhere what? here. What's this photo? Of, of, uh, <laughs> is this this is him? Uh, is this, this sanctioned? Is, yeah, this is uh, missionary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there it is. Twenty thousand. Oh, is him chalking it up. Doctor. Oh, there we they go. got the same ten-year-old to write the numbers. <laughs> um, he was in. Was he he appeared in Conan the Destroyer. Oh with, my um, god. Yeah, with uh, Nicky Webster. Arnold. <laughs> and Nicky Webster, yeah. He nearly fought Ali in 71. Gee. And he bought, oh a, God. bought a nightclub in Harlem called Big Wilt's Smalls Paradise. How good. Wow. Yeah, I think he um that's where he did a bit of his 20,000 um, damage. Uh, but, yeah, he, he passed away in 99. <laughs> what did he die of? Of dehydration. He choked on some wilted spinach. <laughs> Uh, heart, dodgy heart, dodgy tigger, <laughs> dodgy tigger. We got a shaggers yeah, back yeah. and a shaggers heart. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's pretty much the most dominant player in NBA history. I don't think there's anyone that comes near him in terms of how much he dominated his era. Very good, Brooksy. That's you. Yeah, that's me. Well done. Well done. Beautiful. Wonderful episode, um, and it's wonderful, wonderful to see you again, Brooksy. Yeah, Brooksy. I'm going to say goodbye again. Thanks, You'll probably be on the next one. That is our last. Got more ep- goodbyes than John Farnham. <laughs> <laughs> I hate goodbyes. Uh, this is our. You last want goodbyes? Ep- get down to Tommy's Art Gallery. Yes. <laughs> yep. 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 Always on canvas. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Finger paintings. We've got porcelain. Whatever you want. Get down there uh, today and not Friday. Just Thursday. Just Thursday. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have got a couple of good Ming Dynasty stuff plates. Down really? There. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're great, yeah, we can all just throw them. Uh, crazy Tom's Art Emporium. That's Get down right. there. He's That's gone insane. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Bye, bye, bye. Now, that is our last podcast for a little while. Yes. Um, we, you will find out when we're back. I think it's mid-December. It'll be when the cricket season starts again. We've all got a bit on. I'm having a kid. Uh, Barney. Congratulations. Good luck with that. Thank you, mate. Yeah, no, I hope uh, Thank you, mate. Me too. Um, So we're all taking a little bit of time off. Um, Brooksy, good luck over at SEN. You'll you'll drain it, mate. Thank you. Um, Good good luck with Fletch and and, uh, Joel. Sugar. That'll be be a lot of fun. Um, 36 week days. Sorry, give it a plug. Give it, go again. 1170, three to six weekdays, SEN, download the app. Uh, and select Sydney. Very good. And you, Brooksy, I'm assuming about two days in, you will be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, they realise how good you are at this. Um, all right, Tommy, good luck at the Art Emporium. Thank you, mate. Thank um, you, yeah. We'll, we'll speak to you soon. Absolutely. Barney. Uh, returfing the backyard. Are you returfing the backyard? Because yeah, <laughs> you held on to that. Yeah. That's oh. a big finish. <laughs> when's, your, when's your appointment? Hey. <laughs> Leave them wanting more. Very good. All right, that was Buffalo. the Professor and Barney podcast. <laughs> um, and, and that's a fond farewell. We'll see you very soon, hopefully. Bye. 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 Bye.